So hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Bootcast. Uh, my name is Eugene Devereaux from irishbootstrapper.com and today I'm joined by Cliff Reed from boatrips.ie. So Cliff, thanks a million for coming into the studio today and joining us. No problem Eugene, great to be, great to be here. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself Cliff and what you're doing now. Yeah, so we're running boat trips here on the River Barrow and on the River Nore in Kilkenny. So yeah. it's Carlowtown mostly. Um, or Kilkenny City. Brilliant. Now occasionally we do longer trips on the River Barrow as well, say from the Lexa Carlo down to Greg Lamana. Yeah. Uh, and we usually break them into sections. Right. So we could have we could have a boat trip to Baglinstown one day. Yeah. And then the next day we might have from Baglinstown down to Greg Lamana. So it introduces a lot of people to the river. Right. Um, people you'd be surprised the number of people living here locally in Carlo that had never been on the River Barrow. Yeah. Um and then in Kilkenny especially, we're after the tourist market. So people who are travelling, international tourists and yeah. Irish tourists, um, Kilkenny is a, Kilkenny's getting 500,000 visitors a year. So yeah. we're trying to tap into that. And what we do over in Kilkenny on the Noor is we do a half-hour boat trip and it's basically about the history, the local wildlife, the flora, the fauna, and introduce both the tourists and the locals Brilliant. to the river that way. Um, and that's basically it. Um, we offer a number of trips here on the River Barrow. Um, usually, people would book it two days a week. Yeah, is the most we can. We find it difficult to get drivers, believe it or not. Right, uh, skippers. You have to have qualifications to drive the course. Course, just yeah, can't safely. Yeah, exactly. Can't rock up and do it. So uh, we usually run about two days a week here in Carlow. We run seven days a week in Kilkenny. Right, um, and it's all about getting people into the outdoors. Yeah, people. From many, any of the stuff I've done in the past, you know, I find people want, the tourists nowadays, they want a bit of rural life, they want to get out a bit of adventure. They yeah. don't want to be, you know, go in here to the shop, buy this, and, you know, knick-knacks, all this kind of paddy-whackery. They yeah. want to get out and see real Ireland. Yeah. And I think by giving them a boat trip on the river and seeing some of the lovely, um, unspoiled views that we have here in both County Kilkenny and Carlow, yeah. um, it opens up a different type of tourism for them. It's kind of a softer approach to tourism, right. rather than busting them into the likes of uh, the Cliffs of Moher. Yeah, the usual. Yeah, the usual things. Done, kind of. Yeah, yeah. People want to get off the beaten track. Yeah, they want to get out there and they want to see what real Ireland is like, the hidden gems. That's basically what we're trying to do. Brilliant. And so, if if someone wants to go on a boat trip, do they have to get on at a certain point? Or how does it... Yeah, so in Kilkenny, we take them on at John's Bridge in yeah. Kilkenny City. And there we have a half-hour boat trip. And the reason we went for the half-hour boat trip there is a lot of tourists visiting Kilkenny, they've only got two, three hours to spend. So the half-hour is perfect. Right. Secondly, if mommy, daddy and the two kids want to come out, yeah. right, half an hour is perfect for the kids. You put a kid in the boat for an hour, he'd be cracking trying to get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what we tend to do there is, with the kids, we send them to Kilkenny. If you want to come out yourself for a longer boat trip, we do between one hour and four hour boat trips on the River Barrow. Right. But that's, they're not for the faint-hearted. You know, you go out there, yeah. you get into the, like for example, last week there now, we went down as far as Milford from Carlow. That was a three and a half hour round trip. So we took a nice, it's all adults. Yeah. Went down as far as Milford. Bit of a picnic out on the green there. Nice. Under the mill. The weir there beside you. Couple of herns. <laughs> ducks. It's bliss, you know what I mean? It's perfect that way. Yeah. Um, we also do a lot of other trips there that are more catered for the, the adults under the barrel. 
for example, we do poetry nights. Right. So we'd have a published poet come out with us. Derry Kyle come out with us oh, the last right. day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derry Kyle is a lecturer up in the college here. And Derek was fantastic. He came out and what he did was he gave people the basics and putting together a poem. And we drew on the inspiration around us, what you see on the river, the wildlife, the built heritage and the natural heritage. Cool. People would put it all together and you'd be surprised. Everyone has a bit of poetry inside them. Yeah. And they put a few words together and go home. You don't even have to share them with the boat, but you can if you want. Yeah. And if you want to go home and work on something yourself, well and good. Nice. Um, other trips we do then will be the Dawn Chorus. Um, we won't do it this time of year. The birds usually stop singing around the second week in June. So early in the year, we go out. We go at half five in the morning. Yeah. Go down the river, switch off the engine, and drift along. Right. And listen to the birds. And it's fantastic Ooh. to hear hear the river come alive. Nice getaway as well. It's brilliant. And there's a couple of friends of mine now who are real avid into really into the birds. Yeah. Um, but they can spot a bird by sound rather than sight. Really, yeah. Yeah, so we'll go down along and they'll name the birds for you. So if you want to learn the bird's song, you know, and identify birds. So you're walking down along the street and you hear a bird and you know, hang on, that's a yellowhammer or that's a yeah. kingfisher or that's a whatever. It's mad, isn't it? Um, these are the guys, these come out and, you know, we'll do it. But they're the kind of trips we have. And then, of course, we, we do the likes of Prosecco evenings. Right. Women go yeah. mad for that, you know. Um and they'll sell out as be proseccos and strawberries. They'll go fairly quick. <laughs> yeah. um, then we do a kingfisher tour because a lot of people like to go. The kingfisher bird is a beautiful bird, yeah. and a lot of people just want to go and specifically see the kingfisher. So we go up along the river there, uh, looking for them, right. um, and we just spend our time focusing on that. Yeah. Or um, then some trips, more people want to know about the history. Yeah. So how the canals were built, when they were built, who built them, who worked on them. Fantastic local history here especially in County Carlow, with the old canal system and the old lock keepers that worked it. And, and very often what's forgotten about is the women that actually worked the canal. Mm. Um, very often you'd have lock keepers who took a house but for financial reasons to go off and get a job somewhere else. Yeah. And while they might be the lock keeper on paper, it was the women doing the job, it was the women doing the work. So a lot of that gets lost, you know. So it's very important to keep the, the, the old stories alive, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and keep people informed of it. Um, and that's it then, we go up and down the river barrel like that. Over in Kilkenny, like I said, it's slightly different. Yeah. It's it's more geared towards the tourist over there okay. and what they're after. But overall, it's, it's about getting people onto the water, yeah. getting people into the outdoors, getting them enjoying it. And how many boats do you have? So we've three boats. Uh, we've two on the water at the moment. Right. Uh, we've one that needs a bit of work to be done. Yeah. Um, there's massive maintenance in the boats. You'd be surprised. Like People would say to you, oh, geez, you have a great job, do nothing for the winter. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's far from it. Yeah. The boats all have to be stripped down. Um, because they're timber boats and they're the traditional Irish open boats. Yeah. So there's a lot of maintenance and a lot of work in them. So we'd go along, for argument's sake, we'd take them out, we let them dry, and we'd go along with a screwdriver and we'd check every piece of timber that's on that boat. And if there's any rot whatsoever in it, it comes out and it's replaced. Yeah. Uh, then all the seals are done. The boat is repainted. Then there's buoyancy built into the boats. So right. if the boats actually fill full of water, they stay floating on the surface, they don't actually sink. Yeah. And that's one of the requirements of us getting a license from the Department of Marine. Right, yeah, just, just the safety wise. Exactly. Yeah. Department of Marine come down twice a year, test our boats. Mm. And they have to be up to standard, you just won't be able you're taking people out on the river. Yeah, you know, you have to have yeah. it. Uh, which is understandable. So there's a lot of work then over the winter that goes into that. So into you don't the maintenance side. Yeah, into yeah. the maintenance side of it. So um but it pays off and I think people appreciate the wooden board and they appreciate 
that it's a traditional Irish oven boat like you can easily go along there and buy a fiberglass boat or a plastic or a steel boat yeah. but it doesn't lend itself well to the environment yeah. you know it doesn't blend in with you know the way it used to be the old ways yeah, exactly old Ireland. yeah and you know there's a certain amount of pride and a certain amount of pleasure you get out of maintaining a boat yeah. and, and keeping it right and you know you pass the winter there cleaning down the timbers getting them back yeah. painting them up and you enjoy it you know it's, it's yeah you know so and so how how did this come about like what was your previous profession i suppose or yeah so what's I, your what's <clears throat> your backstory you're right the backstory <laughs> i had lots of different jobs um, did lots of jobs I didn't like. I worked in the prison service for a couple of years. Yeah. I wasn't gone on that. I left it, went back to college. Did six or seven years in college. Um, when I was finishing college then, I started working in various different jobs. Um, I worked in Shannon for a senator at one stage. Um, I worked for the Plowing Championships for, I still work part-time for the Plowing Championships. Every mm. year I do a, a one-week contract with them or a month contract with them, mm. usually. Um, and about six years ago I decided I wanted to work in the outdoors so I went back and I trained as a canoe and kayak instructor right. um, I got the qualifications in that and went out I worked in that business for about six years um, well five years say and uh, I enjoyed it loved working in the outdoors yep. great but it's physically demanding yep. it's heavy work you know uh, you're pulling big 18 stone men out of the river you know or whatever because they're all stags and hens and stuff and they're all falling into the river the whole time and you're putting them back in canoes and you're you know so it's heavy demanding work and then um, about a year and a half ago I got a bang in the chest or two years ago I got a bang in the chest and I needed to get a stint in alright so um, I said right let's look at this again do I really want to be on the water every day well I loved it yeah. and I still do kayaking and canoeing as, as a pleasure mm. um, I didn't want to be doing the heavy lifting part of yeah. it even stacking up kayaks and canoes and pulling and dragging. You ask anyone that works in the outdoors like that, it's heavy going. Yeah. So uh, I said, no, I'll take it nice and easy. So I was looking around for something to do, and um, I have an old barge at home that was rebuilding. Right. And the plan was to rebuild the barge and do boat trips on it. So I set about doing it then, and I realised that when you go out in a barge, while it's nice, you're very often closed in. Yeah. You're indoors looking out through the windows. Okay? And I also realised that if it's raining, people don't want to go out in the water anyway. So I said to myself, there could be a better way of doing something with the bar rather than using the barge. Yeah. So I said, we'll put that on the back burner and we'll rebuild the barge and make it a liverboard. So we're still in the process of doing that. But what I did in the meantime was I went down to Killarney and saw how the guys operate the boat trips in Killarney. And they have these traditional Irish open boats that work across the lake. And uh, I approached one of them asked, would any of them sell them or part of them? And it was a blank no, because they're fairly cute down in Killarney. <laughs> and uh, they didn't want to give away a boat in case you go into competition with them. Yeah. So um, they wouldn't sell it. And then luckily, out of blue, at the end of the season, I got a phone call and said, were you still looking for that boat? I have a boat here that I'm getting rid of would you be interested lovely so I said I'll take it <laughs> and I knew then when I took it that it had been passed by the Department of Marine in the past oh, right, yeah. so it wouldn't be too far from getting it back, getting on, it back. on track yeah exactly yeah. so I took it fixed it up did whatever had to be done with it nice. Department of the Marine came out passed it gave me to go ahead and last year we sat in Carlo on board and uh, we ran the trips last year we didn't make major money 
but um, I'm heading off to buy two more boats. Yeah, let's see if and it's growing every year. Slowly, we're going to grow it. Hopefully, yeah. so brilliant. That's the plan so far. Like, nice, yeah, cool. Um, I know I, I see stuff in the news recently about the insurance for mm. activity providers in Ireland, and that mm. might be an issue now with Brexit and stuff. That's Is that right, going yeah. to affect? Luckily, so far, no. Yeah. Um, now, I've been talking to a kayaking provider today, a guy working in the outdoors, and he was telling me, yeah, his premiums went up. Yeah. And everyone working in the outdoors, it's all going up. Yeah. Um, but I think insurance going up across the board anyway, you know, like yourself. And mm. I'm not too entirely sure it's down to claims. I think the insurance companies have a part to play in it, truthfully. Yeah. Um, but luckily, touch wood, I haven't been affected yet. And I think the reason being is, uh, as I was explaining with the boats, because they're, they're they're full of buoyancy, they're full of styrofoam. Yeah. If they sink, they actually float on the surface. Everyone wears a buoyancy aid or a life jacket. Mm. So you're going to float. The boat is going to float. You're in the summer. The yeah. water is warm, and you're two meters at most from the bank. Yeah. So the the, the risks risk is are gone, very low. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's very low risk in it. Yeah. And you know, that's good. Especially with some some of the older people that come out, they want the reinsurance. You know, yeah. you know yourself, young lads like myself or yourself, we still call ourselves young lads. <laughs> uh, we'd be up for a bit of adventure, you know. Yeah. But you know, some people want the reinsurance. They want the life jacket. They want to know that there's whatever happens, they're going to be safe. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why the insurance, the insurance company, can look at it and say this is a very low, a low, a low risk right. operation here. So, um, yeah. So it seems to work. Fairly okay, you know. Cool. So, Cliff, how many people does it take then to run the show? Well, at the moment, there's two of us. Okay, there's myself and there's another skipper. Um, but we're always looking for guys. So, okay. if there's anyone watching out there that fancies driving a boat for a living, um, get in touch at boattrips.ie or on Facebook at boattrips.ie. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a trick. There's a bit of training in it. Uh, you'd want to give yourself a couple of months. Yeah. You have to do, there's a couple of avenues you can do. You can go down a powerboat, go get a powerboat license with a yeah. commercial endorsement. Okay, a little bit of training in that. You'll have to do two or three courses and then an assessment, and then you'll have to log a number of hours. Okay, okay. But if there's someone out there that thinks to be interested in it, mm. give us a shout and we'll help you out. One of the big requirements is that you have to have an interest in the river. Yeah. You have to have an interest in history and you have to have an interest in wildlife. Yeah. There's no point saying, oh, I'd love to go up and down the river every day, driving people up and down. Um, it sounds idyllic, but yet these people have to get something in return. You yeah. can't just bring them out. You know, they want to learn. So everyone who comes out, it's important that they enjoy themselves, they learn something, yeah. and they do it all in a safe environment. Yeah. And that's the three major things to it, you know. And if you think you can do that, that's the that's half the battle. Um, you need to be able to talk to people. I know it sounds easy, but as you know yourself, I can ramble on here. I can talk away <laughs> yeah. till the cows come home. But that's what you need to do because yeah. you have different people coming out and some people are a little bit more reserved or shy than others. And you've got to be able to talk to them. And even when you know, you're in our conversation, you've got to be able to pick up on something. You've yeah. got to be able to make a conversation or you know, draw them out of themselves a little sometimes. You know, Some people need a little bit of help to engage in conversation. Yeah. So there's a skill in that itself, but you know, if you're, you know, a lot of people, some of the guys that help us out occasionally, we've, we've two people working with us, but sometimes we get guys who are uh, tour guides. 
and they're very good at what they do yeah. because they, they're doing it every day you know so they're basically a tour guide on the water that's it that's what we're after and up, up to now who who has been your biggest kind of customer like customer base would it be Americans or Asian or yeah. national just uh, Irish yeah. people or so on the River Barrow it's, mo- it's here it's mostly Irish people yeah. you're talking a 25 kilometre radius of Carlow 30 kilometre radius of Carlow yeah. uh, they come out with us uh, on the local barrow here when you go to the Kenny it's starts majority of Americans uh, Europeans then the likes of the Germans and the Austrians tend okay. to come over a lot and then you get further afield after that yeah. uh, you'd also get having said that when I say the majority of um, are Americans you still get about 30% of them are Irish on breakaways down to Kilkenny. So right, major yeah, breaks. Yeah. So people coming from Dublin, coming from wherever, yeah. and they get a deal, a hotel deal. And they come down for two or three days, usually couples. Sometimes they come down with the families. Um, and then all the locals. You know, if, if mommy and daddy are looking for something to do with the kids, especially if they go back before school, now yeah, is a busy yeah, time. Yeah. Say, right get the kids out and do something with them, you know, just get them, over, get them over here for a couple of hours, you know, <laughs> um, and that's what they do, they come down and do the trip with us, nice. and they'll spend the day going around Kilkenny, so, you know, you could draw a 50 kilometre circle around Kilkenny, where people, people will drive, well, maybe not 50, but they'll definitely drive 40 kilometres to yeah. do a trip, Yeah. you know, 40 kilometres, you should be down the road in no time, yeah. really, you know. It's a special, it's not something you do every day, you know. It's, it's a one-off, and you know what, realistically, like in Kilkenny, we're charging a fiver for a kid and eight for adults, which yeah, is not it's reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, it's not big money. We were very conscious of that from the beginning. Like, we don't mind taking the money off the Americans, to be straight with you, right? They're coming over on holidays, they're parking with their few dollars, right? But, you know, if you're going out with three and four kids, you know, and you're doing anything, the, the money soon adds up. Yeah. You know, if you're bringing them, wherever you're bringing them, even bringing them to McDonald's, it's yeah. going to cost you. Yeah. You know, so we were conscious about that, in that we wanted to keep the price right. That was everyone to have access to the yeah. river. You know, that wasn't going to be an issue. And if you're coming out with a gang of them, give me a shout and we'll, we'll figure something out as well. Brilliant. You know, it's not going to be, you know, Good. not going to screw anyone as such. Brilliant. Um, so I think that's kind of it, Cliff, then, I suppose. So. so thanks a million for coming on. And just before we wrap up then, yeah. for anyone who's watching or listening, how can they get in touch or book a book a trip? Book a trip. Okay, so boattrips.ie is the website. Uh, yeah. Or if they want to go onto Facebook, uh, it's just forward slash boattrips.ie. Most people get in contact that way. We're on social media like Twitter and Instagram and that, but we're still all learning on that one. So, um, And if everything else fails, just ring me on 087-2061-999. That number, 087-2061-999. And that's Brilliant. a good dive, really. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Cliff. Okay. Cheers. Thanks very Thank much. You. Cheers. Perfect. All right. Cheers.